Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to be talking about how do you scout for turkey hunting, specifically spring turkey hunting, although some of this could apply to the fall as well. Specifically, what I want to cover today with you guys is the four S's of turkey scouting. Uh, pretty much it all comes down, everything could fall under one of these four categories, one of these four S's. And those four S's are stealth, sign, sightline, and safety. Don't think you know all about these just because you're familiar with the word or you know something about it from a different kind of hunting. There's some nuances here for each one. So the first one is stealth. Turkeys are very wary birds. They're smart um, well, at least as far as being easily surprised and cautious and just uh, paranoid. I'd say paranoid more than smart even. But turkeys are smart in that regard when it comes to danger and safety. The slightest sound, the slightest movement, can the slightest thing out of place can totally just shut them down or send them packing. So you need to be careful when you're scouting for turkeys. Um, I, I would recommend you don't scout. Well, there's two ways to go about this. On one hand, if you're, you can be looking for sign and places to hunt, then you ought to scout in the afternoon because turkeys are, uh, they're busier in the mornings. They tend to bed down in the middle of the day in the afternoons more. So you're less likely to spook a bird in the afternoon. If you're scouting just to see if there's turkeys in the area, you actually want to see if you can see some turkeys. You're trying to see are there any toms versus hens in the area. Then you want to go out early morning when they're calling, when they're vocal, when they're walking around, and you might have a better chance of seeing one. 
Um, so there, there's some of that. Also, you could go out late evening to go and scout for them before they roost and try to see where they're, they're uh, going up for the night. But you need to be stealthy. That's really what it comes down to. You, you, you can't get too close. Uh, you need to minimize any movement that can be seen. You got to be very careful about how you're going about it, how you're dressed, what you're wearing, the noise that you're making. You have to scout as if you're hunting. Uh, maybe more so for turkey than other things because a spooked turkey could be spooked for a week you could or more. Um, you could also change that turkey's habits and where they go for the rest of the season even before the season begins. A deer, if you spook them within a couple days, they'll go back to their regular routine. Most of the time, they'll go back to the same places that they were. A turkey, if you spook them, that could be, they may never come back to that spot again that year. There's, there's just a lot to it. And, and especially while you're hunting in the middle of the season, you want to be very careful about using aggressive tactics. Uh, at the beginning of the season, there's a lot of things I won't do versus the very end of the season um, because you spook a bird uh, in the beginning, I mean, you may push them right off the land and they never come back in a month. So you got to be real careful about your scouting. You got to be stealthy. You got to think about it. You got to move slow and you got to look far. And you got to try to make sure that you don't bump or spook any turkeys. Number two is sign. Turkeys, I think, are one of the easier games to, to look for in terms of sign because they leave very distinct uh, tracks. Turkey tracks are... Uh, no, you know, nothing, nothing is going to confuse you against turkey tracks in the woods. It's not like you, you could be looking at you know one thing or another. A turkey track is a turkey track. You see one, you know it. A bigger one is a bigger turkey. A bigger one is going to be... Uh, a tom versus a hen in most cases. You you want to look for turkey tracks anywhere where there's been where there's soft ground. Um, I like to go out you know a day after there's been a heavy rainfall or two days after there's been a heavy rainfall and look for tracks anywhere. Could be on you know logging roads. Could be gas line trails. Could be around puddles, um, around streams or where there's water. You want to look for places where they might be crossing, where other animals might be crossing, and look for tracks around the, 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 the you know, along the shore there. Uh, you want to look for places where anywhere where there's soft, impressionable ground or was, you want to keep an eye out for turkey tracks. Uh, they're a relatively heavy bird. Toms can be upwards of 20 plus pounds, and they got all that foot on all that weight on one foot at a time, and they got those those thin little feet, so they can. Uh, leave an imprint in places where a lot of things won't. So you want to look out for tracks. Number two, you want to look out for droppings. Uh, maybe a little harder to see depending on where you're at, but turkey droppings, if you've got a gas line road or anywhere that's flat and open and clear, you want to keep an eye out for those. Uh, and then you also want to keep an eye out for feathers. I've found that um, feathers are maybe the easiest thing to spot especially in areas where tracks and, and droppings might be hard to see. Uh, especially toms, when they're strutting, they tend to drag those feathers across the ground. It's easy for them to lose one. If turkeys get in a fight, it's easy them for lo to lose a feather. And they just, in general, seem to drop feathers every now and then. So keep an eye out for feathers. That is a surefire way to know if a turkey's been there. 
Another thing to look for is strut zones. Uh, in the spring particularly, as you get closer to the season, as I mentioned, toms, they'll get into a clear area where they feel safe or they think there's hens around and they'll puff themselves up and they will drag their, those wings along the ground and you can literally find the drag marks and the dust marks of where they've been dragging or where they've been dusting or rolling in the dust to clean themselves in those kind of areas. So that's another thing you can be looking for in terms of sign. Beyond that, you've got turkey scratches. They will literally scratch up the leaves and scratch up ground cover looking for things. Just pulling it up, tearing it up across the ground in patches and in areas, especially if there's a flock of turkeys uh, or multiples, you can see uh, a lot more of this. It can be a lot more noticeable. So you've got all these different things that you can be looking for as well as looking for actual turkeys. Uh, I went scouting one day last year, and I, I crested this hill. Literally, it was the first hill I walked up as I got off the road, got to the top of the hill. I've got in my mind everything I'm looking for, all the places I want to look. I look across this field. There's like four toms standing there just doing what they do. I said, okay, time to go. Just turn around and walk right back out. There's nothing else to look for. There's nothing. There's no more good I could do there on that property because I had seen the turkeys. I had seen the toms. I knew they were there. I knew exactly where they were standing. I didn't have to look for signs that they had been there. I'd seen the actual birds. And if I'd have kept snooping around looking for a sign, I could have just spooked them, bumped them. They could have heard me, seen me, and could have ruined that entire property for the season. So I just said, oh, that's all. Time to turn around. Time to head out. We found what we're looking for. We know they're here, we know what time of day it is, we know where they're standing, so forth and so on. The other kind of sign is uh, to listen for gobbles. You go out first thing in the morning before dawn, you listen for when the woods come alive and the turkeys start to gobble up on the roost. That's a clear sign right there. Early in the season, they may gobble off and on for a couple hours in the morning. So you can go to multiple places in a day and, and see if you can hear anything. That's a surefire sound. Um, uh, tom, adult toms may have a little different gobble than jakes or young toms do. Jakes and young toms tend to have um, a less of a developed gobble. It, it's, it's not as deep. It's, it's not as distinct. It maybe sounds a little bit garbled or a little immature, whereas an adult tom has a, that deeper, mature, fuller sounding gobble that is just in you know unmistakable so it's excellent from that standpoint so you got stealth you've got sign and then you've got sight line um, whenever you're scouting you want to make sure that if you find turkeys you find a place that you're gonna hunt turkeys that you've got sight lines that you can play to your advantage I alluded to this in a previous episode but hunting for turkey is a lot different than, say, hunting for deer. You're out with a shotgun. Your maximum effective range is somewhere around 40 yards. Depending on your setup, depending on your load, your choke, your barrel, all these other factors. And we'll talk about all that in a future episode. But you have about a 40-yard maximum range. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.
maybe a little less, maybe you could stretch it a little more. And in that range, um, unlike deer hunting, where you've got a rifle most of the time, where you can shoot for hundreds of yards, if you can see a deer, you've got a chance to hit it. Turkey hunting is the opposite. If you can see a turkey outside of range, you've positioned yourself poorly, um, or not as well as you could have. Because if you can see a turkey from 100 yards, that turkey can see you. And you can't shoot that turkey, but he could sure get startled and run from you if he catches a glimpse of you. So the best way to set up and to look for places to hunt are to find places where you can sit somewhere and you can set down somewhere or you've got a blind that you can limit the, the field of view of what you can see. And so the turkeys also, they have to get within shotgun range to see you. Now this is ideal and there's things about this that make it difficult, which is kind of why turkey hunting is one of the more challenging types of game to go after. Now, all of this has, you know, exceptions. Some days, turkey will just barrel on in with no caution, throw everything to the wind and just walk right up to you and, you know, peck at your hand, it seems. Um, so, you know, you can get lucky. Anybody can get lucky. You could, you could catch a turkey on one of those days where he's so convinced that there's a hen there that he is just throwing caution to the wind and he's coming in um, just literally like a sheep to the slaughter. Um, but most of the time, they're going to be more cautious than that. Most of the time, they're going to be, you know, skirting around, trying to see if they can get a, a glimpse at you before you can get a glimpse at them. So you want to be cautious. The good news is turkeys make noise. They gobble. You can hear them coming most of the time. Not always. Some turkeys will come in silent. Some will gobble away off and then they won't gobble again and you won't even know that they came in. Some may never gobble at all and then they just come in and you don't know it till you see them. So there's a lot of things to think about when you're setting up. But you want to limit your field of view. You want to get yourself, uh, you know, either some way to measure or I recommend get a range finder. And whenever you're scouting areas and places to hunt and places to set up, try to give yourself a place where when you sit down, you've got 35 to 40 yard field of view, you know, in, in whatever you can see. This is going to ensure that one, a turkey's not going to be able to see you and get spooked outside of... Um, where you're able to take a shot. And two, it can limit some of the sound even that you might make inadvertently, give you a little bit of an advantage that way. What you don't want to do is just set up facing a field at the edge of the field where you can see 200 yards. As soon as that turkey walks in, oh, they're going to see you. So unless you have a blind of some sort, either natural or a pop-up camo tent or something that you can... Uh, mitigate that. You want to be careful. You want to try to, to limit the field of view. You want to make sure that your sight line pays to your advantage. When I first started hunting turkeys, I thought, you know, I want to be able to see as far as I possibly can in every direction so I can see a bird if it's coming in. And then I realized that's actually a disadvantage for me because they're the ones sneaking around, often inaudibly, coming in closer and closer they get a look at you and they're out before you even know what's going on. Especially a new hunter who's not real stealthy, who's not good at sitting still without fidgeting for a long period of time, who's not good at not making noises, and uh, who's not good at just 
excess movement, you want to limit that field of view, that sight line, if at all possible. Uh, it doesn't make for great hunting videos and uh, GoPro work, but that's not what you're out there for. You're, you're out there to maximize your chances. So you want to play the angles, you want to play the line of sight. Also, when you're scouting, you want to be sure that you want to try to keep yourself out of areas or, or spending a lot of time in areas where you can be seen from very far away uh, on the chance that a turkey would see you and get spooked. So we've got stealth, sign, sight line, and the last one is safety. Turkey hunting is a little different than most other kinds of hunting because you're out in the woods making turkey noises. You're making the noises of the animals that you're hunting. And other hunters may listen for those turkey sounds and they may move in on those turkey sounds, which is uh, not legal in most states and unethical most of the time. But you are mimicking the birds that you and other people are out hunting. So you need to be careful. You really need to be cautious when you're turkey hunting. Uh, whenever you hear a sound, I think, first thing in my mind, I think whenever I hear another uh, a hen sound, female turkey sound is, I wonder if that's another hunter. I don't just assume it's a turkey. I just, I, I, I position myself, what I'm gonna do, where I'm gonna move, what's gonna happen. I, I, the first thing I think about is that might be another hunter, need to be careful. And one of the ways people call gobblers is by gobbling, which on public land is not a good idea. And even on private land, unless you're sure there's no one else out hunting, is probably not a good idea because that's the sound everybody is listening for. So you got to be careful with that, more so maybe than in any other kind of hunting. Uh, the, the old adage for turkey hunting is you always want to lean up against a big tree that's bigger than you that you can lean up against. Number one reason is not stealth. It's not so you can uh, get a good shot at a bird. It's so nobody can shoot you from behind thinking you're a turkey. It's literally self-defense. Um, yeah, there's advantages to posting up against a big tree, but there's times where hiding in brush or against tall grass or, or in the middle of a thicket is is just as effective, maybe more effective for hunting turkeys, but brush isn't gonna stop a shotgun if you know a stupid hunter is just gonna shoot into a bush where they hear a turkey hoping they might get something. And people do stuff like that and it's not legal, it's not smart. You need to be able to identify the game, which for turkey hunting means you have to be able to see the beard on the front of the turkey before pulling the trigger. If you can't see the beard, you can't shoot. But people still do stupid things. So you gotta be careful, you gotta be mindful of where you're hunting. The other side of that is whenever you take a shot, you need to be careful. You need to know what's behind that bird, where those, where that, the, those BBs might end up. And if you, especially if you might take a shot at a bird in the air, which I don't recommend, um, which is not a good idea, but I've done it and I regret it, but I've done it, and you're liable to do it too. You spook a bird, or you take a shot at a bird and miss, and that bird takes off. It is hard not to try to take a shot while they're in the air. Um, but if you do that, you just, wherever you're set up, you wanna be mindful. You wanna think, okay, if I take a shot 45 degrees in the air, is there anything within range of these shells? 
Um, you know, effective shotgun range is different than maximum range of how far those BBs could go and still cause damage. You want to have at least 300 to 500 yards of clearance if you're going to take a shot into the air. At least 300 yards. They might even go, be able to go a little further than that, but it's unlikely they're going to have enough oomph to, to, to do anything to cause any injury or damage any property beyond 500 yards. And to be honest, usually only magnum loads are going to be able to go that far anyway, period, let alone effectively. So you want to be careful. You want to be mindful when you sit down. You might have to think to yourself, okay, I can take a shot at a bird on the ground here, but I'm not, I can't take a shot at a flying one. No matter what happens, I cannot shoot into the air because of, um, you know, what's in the distance or, or how far the, those BBs might go. You might be legal. You might be within 150 yard safety zone, but there might be a house 200 yards. You just, you got to be thinking about these things. You got to be mindful. And of course, you don't want to stalk turkey sounds. Now, when you're hunting gobblers, one strategy, which I've talked about this in a previous uh, episode, active recon, is you want to listen for the birds, especially when they're on the roost, and then you want to position yourself in such a place that when they come down off the roost, that you can call them to. You want to get in front of where you think they're going and get yourself in a position to call them to you. You are not ever listening for a gobbler and trying to walk up to that gobbler and find where it's at and take a shot at it. Never, never, never. Even if it's legal, you do not want to do that. Because, like I said, you might walk right up to another hunter. He's gobbling, trying to call in another turkey. Turkey's walking through the woods. Um, when they're not trying to be stealthy, sound a lot like humans. They got two feet. They have a similar cadence. Oftentimes, turkey hunters have heard turkeys coming in and thought they were other hunters, and vice versa can happen. So you do not want to stalk turkey sounds and make that mistake of walking into another hunter who thinks he's hearing a turkey and just takes a shot at the movement because he's an idiot, and you likewise don't want to try to walk up onto a bird and take a shot. Just too many times dumb things have happened that didn't need to happen. So obey the laws, be mindful, be thoughtful, be safe. So let's recap real quick. You got your four S's of scouting for turkeys. Stealth, you want to make sure you don't spook the turkeys you're scouting. Sign, you want to look for all the different ways that you could tell a turkey's been there. Whether you see them, hear them, look for droppings, look for prints, look for feathers, look for scratchings, or look for strut zones. You want to sight line, you want to make sure you've got good angles anywhere you might sit or set up. Even if you're running and gunning, you want to know that area and you want to know if you hear a gobbler over there, where's a good place that you can set up. And then safety, you want to be careful in terms of knowing your surroundings, knowing where you can take a shot, as well as practicing good habits, posting up against a tree anytime you're going to sit, not stalking turkey sounds, and never taking a shot unless you can see the beard on the bird and make 110% sure that it's a gobbler. So I hope those points are helpful for you guys. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com, and look at the show notes where we have more information, tips, insights, links to other shows, and, and previous ones that we've done on this subject of turkey hunting. Uh, also, leave us a review wherever you're listening to this. 
appreciate your reviews, appreciate your ratings, and please, above all, send us some feedback. Send us some questions that you'd like answered on a, on a future episode. Send us some questions. I'd be happy to, to answer anything that you guys can throw at me or point you in the right direction via email. Just go to the website, newhuntersguide.com, send in your questions, and until next time, God bless you guys, and go get them in the woods. Mm-hmm.